And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Yes, I have Benjamin on today's show, so together we're going to shape some information for you that's going to change your life. As a matter of fact, this is the first of two shows that I'm going to do with guests that are not as old as I am. Yeah, I'm kind of old. I'm 59 years of age. I got myself retired at the age of 55. I've spent the last four years retired, and I will tell you, it's a beautiful thing. But here's the problem. At the age of 50, I tried to retire the first time, and I failed. I failed. And I'll tell you what, that failure stuck in me like a knife sticking through your heart. It hurt that bad. And I was, I was doomed to realize that I had to spend probably the next 20 years of my life working in cubicle hell because the only thing I knew to solve that problem was to get a job. So I'm sitting in cubicle hell and I'm hating life and time goes by. And around the age of 53, I hear Lifestyles Unlimited on the radio. And at first I thought, yeah, it's just a bunch of hype and stuff. Yeah, it's just the weekend show, whatever, whatever. You know, it's like gardening shows and stuff like that. And the more I was exposed to the show, the more I realized that, wait a minute, these, these guys might be talking about something that's viable. So my son, Jonathan, and I went to a Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop, and we became members of Lifestyles Unlimited. We started putting together a roadmap that was going to get me retired in five years or less. Now, Jonathan has his own roadmap and he's 25 years of age and he's working on getting himself retired in five years or less. Now, why do I bring that up? Because there is a very big parallel between my son, Jonathan, and my guest, Benjamin, today. Both of them were born in 1998. Yeah, do the math. Yeah, they're like 25 years of age. So why are 25-year-olds messing around with real estate investment? After all, isn't, isn't real estate investment for all of us old fogies? Well, I don't think so. I really don't think so. And I think when you hear from Benjamin, you're going to realize that maybe, no matter how old you are, now is the time for you to consider real estate investment. So with no further ado, let me bring Bren Benjamin onto the show and say, Benjamin, How's life? How are you doing today? Welcome to the show, by the way. Thank you very much for having me. I'm doing pretty well. Outstanding. So did I get your age right? Are you only 25? I turn 25 next week. I'm 24 right now. Oh, so you're even younger. Oh, now I'm really feeling old. I've, I've got to get the smelling salts <laughs> out or something like that to keep me going here. Okay, so let's let's frame the, the picture for everybody. You're, you're almost 25. Were, were you told... The same thing I was told when, when I was your age, well, actually even younger than your age, but like in high school, that in order to be successful in life, you had to get good grades in high school, and then you had to get into a good college and get good grades, and with those good grades, hopefully you'd get a, a great job, and that, that job would pay you an income, and maybe you'd get something like a, a, a beautiful 401k package, or you get some kind of benefits that go along with that employment. Were, were you fed that same story? I was. I definitely, my, my college specifically was all about get good grades and get a good job, all four years of college. And then 
uh, when I got my good job, they were all about invest in the 401k, um, do what we tell you to do. Very much that story. So you know, and here's here's the question I have for you, and it's 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 kind of crass, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Were you taking retirement advice from people that had not retired themselves? I was in when I first got my first corporate job. I was taking retirement advice from a computer screen. Um, I was sent <laughs> oh, you had an AI informing you, huh? Exactly. Um, I had a pamphlet sent to me that told me how to retire. I didn't know who it came from or who had written it or if that person had retired himself or not. Uh, that was just the pamphlet I had been given and was told to follow. So it's it's just basically show up, follow blindly, do as we say. Maybe at the age of 60, you'll have a big bag of money and you'll be good to go. Is that the game plan? Yes, except then even my, uh, I did at one point have the Fidelity people reach out to me and say, you're not, you're not investing enough. You're probably not going to be able to retire until you're about 75. I was like, what? oh, that's, that's a real bummer. <laughs> 75? What were you doing wrong? They just said I wasn't investing enough of my... They told me I should probably be investing about 30% of my income at this age. And there was just no way... Yeah, there was no way I saw that 30% of my income was going to help me retire um, in a way that I wanted. Let me take a step back and think that through. I, I'm not going to ask you how much you make. I'm just going to make an assumption. And it doesn't matter what the number is because you, you pay federal taxes, do you not? I do. Do you pay Social Security and Medicare taxes? I do. And those come out of your check before you even see it, right? Correct. What, what does that work out to be? Is that already maybe 15, 20% of your check? Do you, do you know? I believe it's 21% right now. Okay, 21%. And then they want you to take another 30% out and save that money and so-called invest that money. So you got to live off of half of the money you earn. Correct. That's their advice. Live, live like a pauper. <laughs> yep, that was the advice I was given. I want to ask you a very personal question about what it costs to go to college. Do you remember what, it, what that, that total cost was to get that college degree? Yes, so my room and board, tuition, books, all-in cost per year was $80,000 a year. For four years, it was $320,000 total. Whoa, dude, you, you definitely, I, I didn't realize that your college was that expensive, but that, that makes sense. Cause you, you went to a private school. I went to a private school. Um, uh, when I went to a private school, it was like $10,000 a year. And, and that was like crazy, crazy money. That was just for the tuition, not the, the room and board. It was actually more money than my parents made every year. I mean, it, it's crazy what, what we invest in a college degree, but at a certain point, you saw the light. You realized that everything you had been told wasn't working. And even though you spent $320,000 on a, on a fine college degree, you decided to walk away from the conventional wisdom of investing in the 401k and doing what everyone else is telling you to do. Why did you do that? What caused you to step away from what the herd is doing? Yes. Yeah, so I, um, I loved college. It was really great because I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. And I think in order to succeed in anything, you should probably be a lifelong learner. Um, and so I loved the learning in college. Unfortunately, what happened was come my, my senior year, uh, my college was telling me, hey, you need a really good job. And I said, well, I don't really like the jobs out there, but uh, I'll, I'll apply for some. And so I got a job as a software engineer. And I said, I don't really like software engineering, but Everybody was saying, you'll make a lot of money at it. You'll do really well. And so I said, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. And I got into it. And 
um, I reached that point of uh, quiet desperation. I got into my job and I just hated going to work. Still hate going to work every day. It's not fun. It's not interesting. And so even though the, the learning part was great, I said, I'm not learning or growing. I don't have any freedom. This job isn't really what it was all made out to be. Like it pays money, but that's about the only upside. There's just got to be something more uh, to working than this or more to life than this um, and more to making it and be, being successful than just working this nine to five job that people said I'm supposed to love, but I really don't. You know, there's a bunch of guys in their 30s, 40s, and 50s yelling at the radio going, yeah, Benjamin, you go. You're on target. That's exactly right. Why, why do you think it, it's like that in corporate America? Why, why, why all the hype for how great this job is going to be only to find out that you're really just doing a task for somebody else that either doesn't want to do it for themselves or they can't do it for themselves? And, and they're just having you doing all the nug work while they do something else. What, what's your thought on that? Well, I think that corporate America is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, corporate America is what's allowing me to make money to invest in real estate. It's a great stepping stone. Where I think that it breaks down is that people have been taught that it's the end-all, be-all. And there are a lot of big financial companies making a lot of money telling us to invest our 401ks with them. Uh, But that's them making money versus if, if I had been taught hey, you should go get a a traditional corporate job for five years so that you can make as much money as possible and then go invest it in other ventures, Uh, that would have made so much more sense to me. But being told that this is the end-all, be-all, that's the really big disconnect in my mind. And I think that's what people are missing is that they don't have that end goal in sight that makes sense or a roadmap to get out. So how did you find out about the Lifestyles Unlimited roadmap? So my parents had joined Lifestyles Unlimited uh, pretty recently before we did, and they told us about it. Uh, Well, actually, even before that, before they told us, we had been asking. I had my my 401k calculator telling me how I'm supposed to make money, but we started asking around. We said, this doesn't make sense. Does anyone know any other ways? And my parents said, well, we just joined this group called Lifestyles Unlimited. You should check it out. Um, So we we ended up after... um, I thought it wasn't going to be very good at first, but we decided to check it out anyway. And so uh, that's how we got into it. We learned all about real estate investing. Um, at first, I was I was so cautious. I said, "This doesn't make, or this just seems too good to be true," is what I was thinking. Um, but then we decided to to jump in and go all in for it. Did it seem like it was multi level marketing or some kind of scam at first? I didn't think it. Was, I've heard that before. People saying, "Oh, is Lifestyles Unlimited multi level marketing?" I never thought that. What what my wife and I were really afraid of is that, oh, you need to be rich first in order to get rich. And so we thought, okay, this seems like it works, but we're just not rich enough to do it. And that was the, the hurdle we really had to overcome is, no, it's more about our own hard work than it is about coming in rich. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm taken back by the thought that your parents who advised you to go to a prestigious university and get good grades have now changed their minds regarding how do you achieve retirement. They become members of Lifestyles Unlimited. They see the light. They give you the information. You're not sure about the information at first, but you go and check it out. Now, did you go and check it out just to make mom happy? (laughs) No. um, My my wife and I, we... Uh, we make all of our own independent decisions from our parents. They just said, 
Um, what my parents are really good at is also being lifelong learners. And I think they just had not known about this and they wish they had known earlier. And so what they told us is, hey, you seem to be searching for another answer. We think that we've found it and we just want to say you should go check it out. And so my wife and I, we were genuinely interested. Uh, we weren't going just to make them happy. We were really interested, but we did genuinely think we just weren't going to be able to do it because we weren't rich enough. That was our definitely our biggest hurdle. So walking into that two-day financial freedom seminar, I mean, are, are you thinking, what is it these guys are going to teach me that I don't already know? I obviously have a great degree from a <laughs> prestigious university, and that we only have 16 hours here. After all, I spent four years in college to get my degree. What are they going to teach me in 16 hours? Was that kind of your attitude, or was that just my attitude? Um, there was definitely some youthful brashness walking in. Um, I said, oh, this uh, this ch- life changer up on stage, uh, that's what they're called. Um, I'm, I'm wondering what, if he's really going to tell me anything. I have watched so many videos on businesses. I was like, yeah, he's just going to be really vague. Uh, and, you know, very generalized, right? Yep, very general. I was just, I thought it was going to be super general and not very applicable. And it was definitely not that. And <laughs> that's not the case at all. But that's what I thought it was going to be. Do you, do you remember who you were? Life changer was? It was David Fisher. Oh my gosh, David. Yes. I love David, but I, I get your point. When you walk in and you look at that guy, the first thing that came to my mind is there's nothing this guy can teach me that I don't already <laughs> know. I mean, cause when you look at David, you, you automatically think that this, this guy is not taking anything seriously because he wears like a Tupac t-shirt and he wears like $10 tennis shoes and stuff like that. But he's worth like $9 million and he's teaching Mm -hmm. us how we can do it too. So the key takeaway in Lifestyles Unlimited is you cannot judge a book by its cover. David Fisher is a multimillionaire who has a, a huge heart for sharing information and a big brain for giving you all the information that you need. As a matter of fact, he's the guy that handed me my map. I know he handed you your map. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about what you did with your map. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Need more unconventional wisdom that will set you free? Subscribe to Lifestyles Unlimited on YouTube and binge content that will actually help you get where you want to go in life from people who are already there. With over 50,000 members and 32 years of proven success, there's so much more we want to share with you than what we have time for on the radio. On YouTube, we go beyond our shows and feature our best content from podcasts, interviews, expo, master's tour, fireside chats, special events, and more. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. 
Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. I'm joined by Benjamin. And today we are working on your financial freedom. As we were going to break, we were talking about what we call the two-day financial freedom seminar. This is a 16-hour event where we teach you everything you need to know to be a successful real estate investor. We get into your mind. We talk about how you need to transition your mindset away from that middle-class mindset that mindset that Benjamin and I were talking about earlier in the show, and you need to transition it to a millionaire's mindset. And then they get into the details. They show you how to buy single family assets. They show you how to buy multifamily assets. They show you the power of forced appreciation in the multifamily space. And basically they give you the entire roadmap so that now you have all the information you need in order to go forward. Benjamin, what was it like sitting through that two-day financial freedom seminar in comparison to the four years you spent at a prestigious university? Yes. So we, when we were talking about earlier what it's like to walk in. I see David Fisher, and he's wearing his T-shirt and pants. Uh, the looks didn't actually throw me off all that much because I'm a software engineer, and all of us wear T-shirts and shorts to work. Uh, but the big thing for me is he says, oh, I'm worth $9 million dollars and I make passive income. And my first thought is, oh yeah, right, there's no such thing as passive income. That was definitely a huge mindset shift for me is because I had been taught you have to work for work really hard in order to get money. And then what David Fisher said is, if you're not making money while you're asleep, then you're not truly financially free. And that was a huge light bulb moment for me and definitely one of the things I was most skeptical about because I, I believed okay, maybe he's worth $9 million, but he has to work 80-hour weeks to get there, and I don't want to work 80-hour weeks. Um, and so learning to overcome that and say, oh, passive income can really exist, that was definitely a, a big mindset shift. All right, let's, let's shift gears and let's talk about your strategy. Now, when you came out of that financial freedom seminar, your, your mind was definitely focused in a particular direction. What direction did you pursue for investing? Yep. So my wife and I uh, didn't have a lot of money. We had about $18,000 in the bank account. When we, when we were joined, it was all said and done. We had about $18,000. And that's really not very much to invest. And so what we said is, well, let's, let's make a roadmap. So we met with our mentor, uh, Chris Wyatt at the time, um, who's now a life changer himself. But, and we said, how do we how do we get there and how can we start making a roadmap with you? And what we eventually settled on was, okay, if we're really going to pursue this, then let's take up a nighttime job tutoring. Let's uh, put all of our bonuses toward this. Um, let's uh, get all the extra money we can and just put it toward real estate investing. And it's definitely taking us a little longer. We didn't come in with 30 years worth of a built up retirement account, but um but if we're since we were really diligent about the the two properties that we picked, we were able to do it with the money that we had. Let me let me set the stage. He he started with something like around eighteen thousand dollars. He got a bonus. He had about twenty three thousand dollars to work with. He bought an asset. That asset took sixteen thousand dollars of his money. So Benjamin, you're the engineer. How much money do you have left? About seven thousand dollars. $7,000. Okay. Did, did you find money anywhere else or did you use that $7,000 to buy your second property? We just said, we're going to put all of our extra monthly income. So as we were rehabbing the first property, 
uh, we were just saving as much money as we could. We were trying to spend very, very little, uh, be pretty minimalist, and all of that money was going back into our savings account to get ready for the second property. Okay, so you you bought your second property. How long after your first property acquisition did you buy the second one? So we closed on the first one in uh, about December of 2022, and the rehab finished in um, end of February. And then the conventional refinance was supposed to be set, I believe, the first week of March. But uh, we hadn't even done our conventional refinance yet, and we had already gotten under contract on the second property. So that one was in February as well. Okay, so you're you're moving forward. So basically, it's it's let's go, let's get this done. Nothing's going to get in our way. You take the second property down. Now, there are people in the audience going, Benjamin, where's the money coming from? So tell us about that, that second deal. First of all, how much, how much cash did you have to put into that particular deal? Yep, so that one was $13,000 out of pocket in total. Okay, so, so how long did it take you to find $6,000 more to match that $7,000? bucks? Um, it, so let's see, we bought the first one in December. It probably took four months. Um, three, three months, three to four months to find that $6,000. Okay. So basically by, by being minimalist, you guys were able to carve out $1,500 a month on average, add it to your war chest. And now you're able to buy that second property. Correct. Okay. So remind me again, how much money, 13,000, only 13,000 cash out of pocket. Yes, indeed. Wow. What, what did you pay for that property? So that property was purchased for $95,000. Woo, man, you're going up. You went from the 50s up into the 90s. You must be like moving up on the Monopoly board, huh? <laughs> yeah, so that one had a, a good ARV, um, but also it uh, already had about half the rehab done for us. And so our rehab was really low for that property. You mean somebody else had actually tried to rehab this thing and then they wound up selling it? Do you know why? I don't. It worried me at first, but I had I followed the lifestyles roadmap. I had an inspector come through and do a full inspection. Actually, two inspections done, um, and there was nothing wrong with the property. Someone had just tried to rehab it and then didn't follow through. So basically, somebody got into trouble, probably financially. They couldn't finish the project, so their way to get out was to sell the property, which is great because it created an opportunity for you to buy that asset and to do wonderful things to it financially, right? Exactly. So what was that ARV? By the way, for the audience, ARV is after repair value. In other words, what, what the property is worth in the general market in an all-fixed-up condition. So what was that ARV, Benjamin? Um, the ARV for that property was $190,000. Wow, dude. How big was your rehab? Uh, it was about $45,000. Oh, my. Tell tell me how much ac- equity you captured in this thing. Um, I believe that one was about uh, $17,000. So I put 13000 in, 17000 equity capture. So I have about 30000 in equity total in that house. So that's about what, about 120, 130% return on investment just on the equity capture. Yes. We're, we're now... When you were messing around with the 401k or messing around the stock market, were you getting returns like this? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Um, No, not even remotely. 
Yeah, I, when I was doing it, I wasn't getting returns like it either. I mean, it kind of sounds like what you and I are doing is illegal. It, it feels like that sometimes, that's for sure. But it's all totally legal. I mean, we're not we're not harming anybody. As a matter of fact, what you did with both of those properties is you took a distressed asset, something that nobody would want to buy, and you breathed new life into that asset. You put that asset back into the marketplace and you attracted some great people to come in and be your residents that live there, occupy the property, hopefully take good care of the property, and then they pay you a monthly rent every month on the first of the month. Is that correct? Exactly. So what kind of cash flow are you getting in the second property? The second one's also about $150 cash flow. Okay. Um, it actually, actually about $180 cash flow for that one. Oh, about buck 80. So that this one's doing a little better. Yes, it is. Okay. And you only put $13,000 into that particular asset. So now, now you've been able to get almost a 17% return on investment just on the cash flow. And, and again, I don't know if you ever got 17% return on investment when you were stock trading. I didn't. It was a little difficult to do, but you're getting 17%. How's that make you feel? You know, before I did real estate investing, before I even knew about it, I did try to do some stock trading on my own. And my return was about negative 10%. So this feels much, much better. Wow. Yeah. Dell's, Dell's rule of don't lose money. Remember that rule? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Must cash flow and don't lose money, right? And you can't get rich slow. Those are the three rules. So let's, let's talk about not getting rich slow. What is your goal? Now that you have two assets under your, your belt, are you out of money? Are you broke now? No, uh, so we, we still put back money every month. Um, but on top of this, my wife and I were actually only living off of one income, uh, my income, because she was in school herself. She was getting her, um, her degree to be a, a teacher, an elementary school teacher. But now she actually um, is a full-time teacher. And so we actually have two sources of income, uh, which we did not have before. So all of that money is going toward investing as well. Okay, so what does that do for your game plan? How does that how does that accelerate your goals? What do you what are you trying to buy before the end of the year? So we we're purely in the single family um, properties. We're not going to try and do multifamily or passive right now. Uh, so we're going to buy as many single family as we can by the end of this year. Um, and so uh, if we can get them with the same cash out of pocket as our current two, that would be great. Uh, we don't know if we will quite be able to hit those, but um, maybe maybe getting up to five properties by the end of this year. Okay, so you'd have five assets producing income streams for you. And then what's the game plan for year two? Just wash, rinse, repeat, just keep going? Exactly. So who gets retired first, you or Hannah? Definitely me, because Hannah wants to keep her job. Uh, she She happens to love being a teacher very much. And I, I think that's beautiful. I mean, the, the fact that the two of you are creating this, this lifestyle for yourselves to where she can do whatever she wants to do. There's there, you know, just because you and I get retired and we get her to a place of retirement too, doesn't mean she has to retire herself, especially if she's enjoying doing exactly what she loves doing. I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, she, she said this from the beginning that she loves the idea of having the passive income if she ever wants to quit. But it's more about, for her, um, 
the freedom part than the actual quitting of the job. All right. So how old are you going to be when you retire yourself? Because I, I know you're going to get retired pretty quick here. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully before 28 would be nice. Okay. So, so you basically have about a, a five-year goal to get it done. Would, would you be surprised if you get it done a lot sooner? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, hope for the best, plan for the worst. So I'll say, say it's definitely possible. Well, I think it's totally possible because I'll tell you, I, I did something very similar to you. I had a five-year plan when I got started doing all this stuff. And my wife, Tina, and I were sitting down one day going over everything. We're right about the, the two-year mark. And Tina notices in the financials, she's like, hey, man, you're retired. And I'm like, no, no way, no way. And she's like, oh, yeah, look at the numbers and look at the numbers. Our income streams exceeded our expenses. And at that moment, I became retired. You know what I did to cubicle hell? What? I left as fast as I could. I went into the boss and I said, it's been nice. It's been fun, but I am done. I'm out of here. Here's your two week notice. <laughs> it was a great feeling. I'm sure. Are you, are you looking forward to that? I cannot wait for that day. You know, you're, you're absolutely a hundred percent control in control of your entire life. Your, do your bosses know you're doing this? My, my boss did ask recently if I had other investment sources and I told him about real estate and it was pretty curious. He started asking me a lot of questions and I asked him, are you upset about this? And he said, I am not particularly enjoying my job either. And I'm looking for other ways to get out as well. And wow. So, there, there you have it. And I happen to know in your organization, whose name we will not disclose on the radio, I happen to know there's a lot of Lifestyles Unlimited members in there, so you're not alone. Benjamin, we're out of time, and I am so thankful for you sharing your story. You've changed somebody's life today. And if you want to do what Benjamin and I are doing, go to LifestylesUnlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.